Hello and welcome back to the Peter Paisley podcast, episode number 105-1. Since we've been away, there's been a lot of positivity for hearts and it's quite an anomaly for this podcast. As ever, I am Daniel McIver, joined by Adam Kennedy to speak about multiple wins, new contracts, new players. Adam, how are you? I'm uh, yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm I'm loving following falling apart FC, the most informed team you know in the entire country over the last what six, seven Scottish Premiership games. So uh, yeah, all's 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 well over here. How are you? I'm very much the same. Uh, yeah, I saw a stat earlier that it was like in the last thirteen we've lost two, drawn one, and then won the other ten, like nine, and the last nine have come in an unbeaten run. Like, it's very much a weird time to be a Hearts fan, because we're not used to this type of complete positivity. But it's great! No one can complain, because we know it can come back very quickly. Don't you worry, I'll I'll still find a way to get a couple of complaints in here. it's, it's It's never that rosy in the garden, surely. Exactly. Let's start with the least positive thing about this podcast. So, as we say, we've got three games to talk about, so we're not going to do the usual going through every game, speaking about the team, what did you think of, because we just don't have enough time. It would be a three-hour episode, and you can't be us putting up with us for an hour, barely, never mind three. And it's redundant now, anyway. It's always on on the the here and now, isn't it? So, yeah, we'll we'll brush over, you know, the the, the two. We've we've done this really well, I have to say. You've chosen this impeccably, I, I, I must add, because those first two games, holy moly. Yeah interesting it's going to be a laugh so the first thing we will cover is take your mind all the way back to a week past saturday and hearts turned up at magaf <laughs> to take on spartans in the fourth round of the scottish cup we managed to get through it very narrowly <laughs> so say a, a largely forgettable trip to pilton yes exactly to be honest as most trips are but we went 2-1 Kenny Vargas opens the scoring, continuing his fine form that he was in. Three goals in as many games at the time. Grant crosses the ball in. However, it's stodgy. It's traditional lower league. There's hearts. There's hearts. Yeah. Like, we had a lot of the ball not doing much with it. Getting to the second half, the most hearts thing ever is that we get an absolute raker scored against us as James Cragen scores a volley from the edge of the box. You're thinking this is going to extra time from the way it was. I was in the ground dreading the idea of extra time, particularly knowing we had a game in three days. But thankfully, Alex Cochran swings the ball in and Frankie Kent gets his first goal for the club in the 92nd minute to take us through. We will speak about the draw in a minute, but generally, do you just view it as it doesn't matter, we got through and that's the important thing? Yeah, I seem to remember being a lot angrier on the day, but then I suppose yeah. there's been two games since and we've picked up maximum points in them, so I can't really be too critical about that again. Um, my my primary concern throughout that Spartans game was just a lack of creativity, McIver. Like, it's it's all well and good having as much Life possession as you Warren want. Shanklin, basically. Uh, exactly. No, no Shanklin, no Mackay, no various others that could potentially provide a spark um, I was I was clamouring for creativity after this so you won't have seen me at halftime at the Dundee game but I digress we'll get there eventually um, 
concerned a wee bit. I, I, look, don't get me wrong. I didn't expect a classic. I thought maybe a, a two-goal victory would do us. You know, a, a first game back after the break. Just a wee bit rusty. I, I don't know. I, I didn't expect a classic by any means. But by the same breath, I didn't expect us to nearly make as much of a pig's ear as we did of it. If that makes sense. Do you think um, part of the reason you're not as angry is potentially because you've seen a couple other Premiership and Championship sides go out from lower league sides and kind of yeah go, maybe oh yeah actually we just it is getting through that's important yeah and I think also like people say it's only Spartans it was only Broader Rangers till they beat us yep. so I I think. I think it's good that we've had that defeat to kind of not take anything too much for granted. We saw it with Aberdeen getting beat off Darvel last year. Like totally. these these things can happen. Um, banana skins are are out there, and as you say, I think there was three Premiership teams that were eliminated in that round of the cup. So yeah, yeah, um, a, a job done, but by no means a classic. To be honest with you, there was a part of me that thought I'm relieved that I didn't bother Mars to try and scramble for a ticket. Because I was like, I, that just would not have been worth the time and effort, and you know, making that trip. But I, I hope, I hope that you had fun because it, it did look quite good. It was, it, it was like a novelty. Yeah, uh, and, but, uh, and we just, yeah, we just avoided the embarrassment. I mean, yeah. it's still somewhat embarrassing, but we're through, so who cares? I was very happy that Kent scored because As was of I. the way, the way that the ground was. It was kind of like. The far side, well, as the cameras looking on at the game, the left-hand side was predominantly Hearts fans, the right-hand side was predominantly Spartans, but there were still people mixed in about, because it's just that, and right in front of where me and my dad were standing, basically alongside us was like seven teenagers, early 20s Spartans fan, who were giving it so fucking large in the second half, so I was kind of like, oh, get it fucking up, yes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's quite scoring. pleasing. I was chuffed. I have to say... My missus predicted a 3-0 win for Hearts, but she did get two of the goal scorers, Vargas and wow. Kent. So, not a million miles away. That's Those are stuff. So, as Adam says, we get through. And we then get the Thank draw God. a couple of nights later. I'll be honest, I was just expecting us to be away at Ibrox <laughs> at home to Hebs. <laughs> a big thing. After making an absolute meal of Spartans. Yep, exactly. And I said before oh, the game, God. I wanted either air... Bonnie Rig or Airdrie and <laughs> the team we get is Airdrionians away which is again a novelty it's a ground I've never been to and would like to get to go to oh it's a ground I've been to but oh uh, it'll, yeah, be, it'll so, be nice to get out of it how are you feeling about it in a minute I'll read the whole draw but how are you feeling about our draw specifically I Look, we, we should have enough, but again, can't take anything for granted given St Johnston obviously fell victim to Airdrie in, in the previous round. So, um, and a former heart striker, of course, with, with the goal to, to Craig Levine and co. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I think it'll be a good game. Uh, the, the, the timing's bizarre. It's not a five yep. o'clock on a Sunday. Yep, TV. <sighs> Oh, mind, mind you, I mean, it could be worse. Friday night is what, Morton Motherwell, so that's, yeah. you know, that ought, ought to be a cracker. I'll be sure to tune in for yeah. that. The um, time they've played <laughs> each other the last five years in this competition, it feels like. Um, yeah, I, I, as you say, I, look, 
for Hearts fans of a certain vintage, they're not remotely arsed about Airdrie away, but I know that there was a good few that were going, Oh, oh my dad my was like, God. Oh, for fuck's sake, getting Vietnam flashbacks, basically. I think, yeah, I think once I told my dad the draw, he just let out an Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was not, not an optimism or it was more just yeah a gentle reminder of you know the ghosts of Scottish Cup past yeah and they are not the same Airdrie that a few years ago our shite team battered 5-0 like, no they're, they're a, a very, very credible championship team yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, not one we could take for granted obviously that park um, yeah. And through there as well, it could be uh, could be crazy, but as all the makings of a, a smashing cup tie. Yeah, definitely. The rest of the draw is Aberdeen at home to Bonnie Rig. What obviously. a draw that is for the rosy posy! Can I just say that is that is some good dough. I no, think you... I think I think there might be a wee hit in the heart support unless they can make. Can it, is that the Saturday? Yeah, they could so. make a weekend of it, but oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! That'd be some good. Aye, that would be. Uh, as we say, Airdrie at home to us, Morton at home to Motherwell, and then Inverness play Hibs up in Inverness. Duncan that, Ferguson against Hibs. That, that could, could be, be a laugh. banana skin. That could be that well could worth be. watching. I can't believe that's not on the telly, by the way. I know it's crazy. I thought it's crazy. I thought that would have been an absolute shooing. Yeah, and it's certainly in comparison to, Mother, to Morton Motherwell. With yep. all due respect to both of them, but never mind. Definitely. Kelly are at home to Brora or Cove, which still hasn't been played. But it's being played tonight as we record. It, exactly, <laughs> yeah. So we might know by the end After of the After two now. call-offs? Two, two, this is the third attempt at the game. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely nuts. Partick Thistle play Livingston at home. Great win for the Jags as well. Could yeah. I just say getting getting it right round Ross County, which which was exactly. quite quite funny. And then Derek Adams was just like, "Yeah, I wish I hadn't taken this job actually. <laughs> Fuck you." <laughs> it was like, "All right, Derek, tell us how you feel." Week by week, just crazier comments from that man in the press. Got to love Mental. it. And then the old firm Rangers get Air at home and Celtic get St Mirren away. So, Great money spinner for Air, but Celtic that could be another. That's the thing. That's, 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 a, that's like, a good tie. Okay, uh, well, uh, yeah. I, I think we should look at that with pleasure. That that tie, because that's that's a decent or one of the more likely outfits to reach the latter stages. Then out, which yeah. is which is good. Absolutely. So that is for the future. However, we only had to wait one day more to be back in action from the draw because our rescheduled game from October. <laughs> <laughs> was finally taking place. Now, it was quite controversially taking place, seeing as it was in biblical levels of wind and rain. The bridges were all shut, <laughs> so as a result, Dundee fans were just... they eh, Sorry, the trains were all off, so Dundee fans either had to get buses or just stay in Edinburgh to be here for it. But in fairness to them, the whole contingent was there, like it felt. As someone who was there, it, it didn't. there was no noticeable lack of Dundee fans. But it was certainly an interesting game to be at, and then it ended up being very well worth braving the conditions for. <laughs> However, it did not feel like that at halftime. Oh, yeah. I didn't envy you at halftime, I'll be honest. At halftime, it's one of the angriest I've seen my dad. Because he had to drive no up wonder. for the borders. <laughs> and I, I know for a fact, right, if the weather wasn't as bad... <laughs> He would have left at half time. He never does. He never <laughs> leaves early. But he was that angry. But he was like, I can't have driven up here in this way. Gotta make it worthwhile, exactly. Yeah. And then thankfully he stayed. Because yeah. 
that Dundee was pitiful. Travelled down. And in that first half especially, not a lot to go off. We'll see it like oh. that, which is becoming a trend for Heart and Midlothian at, in both the first half and especially at Tynecastle in the first yeah. half. Because yes, Very funny, that. After about half an hour, there was some chances and all that. But 20 minutes in, there was a main chance for Dundee as Robinson heads towards goal and Clark makes a fantastic save, actually, which is kind of lost in all of this. Yeah. Clark makes a great save to claw it out, but... That was the warning. Yeah, that exactly. And it doesn't go out of play and it stays in. It's swung back in to Bakayoko at the back stick who just lays it off to Jordan McGee. That Jordan McGee then ends up scoring a ridiculous goal. However, it is very quickly flagged for offside. There's the way... Bring back the Juventus links. You can see why they were allegedly interested. Exactly. But you start going, oh, this is taking a while, actually. Hold on. And then, yes, the goal is given. And then as if to make it any worse, 10 minutes later, Dundee double their lead after... Alex Cochran playing the worst game of his heart's career and it was only oh, 45 minutes by a mile like, I don't know what he's doing but he goes for a crossfield switch to Lembikisa it's short, it gets cut out and Lyle Cameron scores Dundee's second previously hearts linked Lyle Cameron as yes. well just to add further salt into the wounds um, exactly you were cool watching finish. at home I was what were you thinking at half time um I can't find another game to watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, look, it was, uh, yeah, no, not great. <laughs> I, I, I don't look. I know that we're on a great run, right? But <laughs> there are there are parts of our games where I think if this wasn't us, I wouldn't be remotely arsed about this game. Like it would, it just would be getting patched because it's just. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think our playstyle will come together eventually. Yeah. But it's it's fine whilst we're grinding these results out. I dread to think of the reaction from the Dundee match in particular had we not done what we did. Yeah. Um but yes, I look I I certainly did not foresee that in a million years. I thought this I thought I thought it'd be kind of a textbook Hearts performance where we'd batter the door down but not really look like scoring. And it just... I'd, I had the fear that that was going to be the case from pretty early on in that second half, to be honest with you. Well, I was the exact same until what turned out to be the pivotal moment of the game happened in the 56th minute where Benny Beningame, who, amongst all this positivity that we've had in the last two weeks, hasn't... To put it politely, Benny hasn't been one of the positives that everybody's been listening. No, I'm, I'm his biggest fan, but even yeah. I, even I have to concede that he's been off the boil. Let's just yes, say we'll say that. And basically, much like in the first half, Aidan Denham came off hurt. Uh, however, he was thankfully back on the bench for Aberdeen. He seems okay. Benny Beningame comes off hurt, and with 40 minutes left, making his Tynecastle debut, Macaulay Tate comes on. <sighs> And apparently, he's the best player in the world. Because as Naismith, and I really appreciate this about Naismith, Naismith was so sure to mention in every media interview he did following the Dundee game, was 
it took an 18 year old to come on and start telling everybody what to do how good was Macaulay Tate on he, that Tuesday night he was phenomenal MacIver and look there's a long way to go in that young man's career yeah. I don't want to you know build him up to high heaven just yet but in terms of Tynecastle debuts as as you say that's that could be right up there that was unbelievable I think it's brave from Naismith particularly when you know we're, we find ourselves in the position that we're in to not call on a more established professional and give the young man a chance and it, it I feel like at hearts it's so sink or swim that ultimately we see some players just not be up to it but I guess because he's what 18 years of age yeah he's not like he'll have absolutely no cares in the world just go on what it's a great opportunity seize your opportunity with both hands um and he did exactly that because he was phenomenal i mean i i've watched back a compilation that somebody made of i think every single pass every and, pass he makes like, yeah. unbelievable like it's ridiculous. I, I, I i've longed for a midfielder that plays the ball forward recently and he just he did he, he constantly looked to try and bring others into play um i yeah what an exciting prospect that we've got on our hands but my issue is people immediately clamouring him for him, for him to start I yeah. feel as though it's got to be you know cameos here and there let's yep. not let's not burn out let's not Harry Cochran them where it's, it's exactly. just right he now has to play every game don't burn him out early doors like and sorry Harry Cochran and Anthony McDonald are your two yep. perfect case studies whereby we were at such a, a kind of a loss that they found themselves playing pretty much every week, and that that can't be the case. We we should have established professionals that these young players can learn off of. In my opinion, we should also have kind of a pathway whereby we kind of loan them out to. I mean, we mentioned them earlier, a Spartans or a League One team, a Championship team, and see them gradually sort of rise up the ladder, so to speak. So. We'll, we'll cool it in terms of the Macaulay tight height, but he was wonderful in that win. Yeah. Really, really top performance. Again, not bigging him up, but I saw someone describe him as the energy of Cami Devlin, the winning the ball backness of Benny Beningamy, and the passing ability of 2017 Peter Haring. But Hearts fans aren't getting away from themselves or anything like that. No. Not at all. It's not like not us to all. get carried away. No, exactly. But within less than two minutes of Macaulay being on the park he gets an assist <laughs> literally gets an assist now it's one of those assists that are a technicality because he's the last player to give the ball to someone who, who does cares? something really it. good but fucking absolutely it's an assist it doesn't matter how they come about Sander Clark gets the assist for Shanklin's derby winner just because it's a big punt but it's still an <laughs> assist Macaulay Tate passes it to someone who has been under immense criticism since we've actually spoken there was a manager's <laughs> event thing where Stephen Naismith mentioned this man especially and said everybody lay off him a bit he's got to come good and if the last two games are to kind of be the, the rest of his heart's career Callum Newenhoff has certainly shown that there is a player there because McCoy Tate passes to him Newenhoff turns the guy and almost, I said at the time, the power he gets on it for the little build-up he has is incredible. Because he seems to take a single step and just bullet 
the ball from the edge of the box into the far left-hand corner. Now, his three goals in the A-League all came from outside the box. He only seems to score really good goals, but he hadn't done it for Hearts yet. It was his 17th appearance, first goal. I kind of we'll kind of speak about him more later on because I felt in the Aberdeen game he was actually even better. But it's just nice to see somebody who has been getting so much stick that I have never understood the level of stick getting at him. It's kind of been like, right, I'm one of the main reasons we get back into this game. Can I be honest? I didn't want him to shoot. <laughs> Neither did I. Neither did I. I was like, don't fucking shoot. There's folk over there. Pass to them. I hate it. Like, I'm the first to, and I, I will speak about our reluctance to shoot sometimes from outside the box later on, but there's there's players that I want hitting the ball outside the box. I didn't think Callum Newenhoff was one of them until that Tuesday night. Yep. Um, it's a sublime strike. I, I mean, it really is. It's a great first goal for Hearts. Um, I, I was blissfully unaware of his exploits down under because I just I hadn't done enough research, I suppose. But I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't realise that he had that in his locker. So maybe when he receives it from range, I, I might be it's, calling it's for now, it. Every, every, every I now expect now. it every time. Do you, do you remember that after Ostert scored that goal at Easter Road, everybody was literally clamouring for it in like the most ridiculous positions, whereby like just step over halfway and everybody go shoot. But then he did it the next week, uh, yeah. which didn't he help him yeah. his case? But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should have seen one from Cal Newenhoff at the weekend. I don't know what he's know. playing at. What's he doing? Uh, maybe saving it for, for Dundee up at Dens. Yep. Um, exactly. But yeah, a, a great goal. And sometimes you just need inspiration from the most unlikely of sources. Yep. Uh, and if he'd have asked me at <laughs> halftime, I would have deemed him possibly the most unlikely source. So a great yes. goal. Absolutely. There's only four kind of more points speaking about the Dundee game. The first one comes only five minutes afterwards. We get a penalty. Wait, hold on a second. Are you overlooking Kenneth Vargas's absolute sitter in the first half that was thankfully called back for offside? That's why I'm not putting him <laughs> through it, right? Because okay. it was a foul. Sorry, sorry, it sorry. sorry. See, it would, yeah. Even if he'd scored, it wouldn't have been counted. So therefore, yeah. I actually did feel a bit sorry for him that they put that in the highlights and didn't really explain <laughs> that it wasn't given yeah. as a foul. <laughs> Everybody just thinking, oh my God, that boy up front that Arts have got is rotten. Yeah, exactly. Shankland wins a penalty in the 62nd minute. And I will be honest, when we got it, I turned to my dad and was like, did we give him it? And everyone around me was like, yeah, yeah. You give him it, you give him it. And then Shanklin steps up, and after scoring his first 12 without missing, or 15, I can't remember how much it was, he has now missed three on the bounce. We will get to what happened then at the weekend when we get to it. But, what's happened to him? I don't know. Is he just trying to show how rubbish he is to Rangers so he ends up staying here? <laughs> I hope so. Um, what was it, 11 or 12 that he'd scored I think it's 12. And, uh, yeah, I think it's 12. that's yeah. three on the spin. Uh, you, uh, you get these numpties, but don't you, that are like, oh, it's obvious that, you know, these teams have come in for him, his head's been turned, rah, rah, rah. oh, he's thinking about the contract. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> like, I really, like, these these things happen. I, I, I don't know. Maybe he's just not feeling confident from 12 yards at the minute I don't, I don't see why everybody has to make such a big kind of hoo-ha about it you're either confident when you step up to take a penalty or you're not 
So it's just it's just a lack of confidence. There's absolutely no doubt that prior to that Hibs game, he'll stepped up from every penalty thinking buried, buried, yep. buried. He's now ste- stepping up to penalties thinking, shit, I've missed my last one or I've missed my last two. I, I, I have to score this. And then you put such pressure on yourself to score. Yeah. Then what happens when you don't score? Right, okay, I'll, I'll do the reasonable thing and come off them. But... I don't know. He doesn't need them, does he? Let's be yeah. let's be honest. I mean, it would just be embarrassing everybody else in the league if he was tucking them away. So he's probably yeah. trying to do. He's trying to spice up the golden boot race because he'd have won it by now had he scored those pens. Well, interesting you say that because as we're speaking, one of his main competitors has just scored yeah, a penalty of himself, of his own. Myofsky has put Aberdeen one 0 up as we as we speak. From the penalty spot, but that's really horrible that I wanted Dundee to get a result, isn't it? It's a conflict <laughs> of emotions. No, I didn't give a fuck. Aberdeen could do whatever they want. Yeah, They've got I Robson suppose. still in charge. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, um, this keeps him in a, in a gig temporarily. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Then one of the people who was kind of just viewed as an unbroken positive from the ninety minutes, even in the first half, it was also his home debut. He gets his first goal as Alan Forrest, who, by the way, should never have been dropped. I don't know I why agree. Forrest was dropped. And now Forrest agree. is one of those first names on the team sheet completely. Um, does Second incredibly that. well to get to the byline. Crosses it in, and it's met by a fantastic header by the debuting Dexter Lembekisa. Now, of course, the last episode we had, we just signed him, and we were being like, oh, I wonder what he's going to be like. That'll be interesting. I don't think anyone could have predicted how well he started. No, he, he looks he looks a real prospect, doesn't he? Um, twenty years of age. I, I've got it. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, I I see Hearts fans already being like, don't want to fall in love with another lonely boy that's down here. Actually, rap. He's studying at UWS, and he's a fellow Jambo, and he was round watching the game and rap. Rab's going to be devastated when he leaves, um, and I can I can see why because um, he he looks a, a top player. I has to start over Atkinson for me. I'm just so pleased yeah. that finally we've taken on a right back, and it looks like just a total total upgrade. What a yeah. player and what a, what a career! If it, he's another who could hopefully keep his feet on the ground and and make a real career for himself. And it's such a good header as well. It's not just a, a kind great of hits header. It. He powers it down towards the corner. Really well done. Um, and at that point, sorry, McIver. After that cameo at Spartans as well, everybody, yeah. I, I, like I think most were wanting him to start against Dundee, myself included. Um, yeah. And another Tynecastle debut that was a very impressive one. Yeah. I will say, I actually thought for as bad as we won the first half, Dundee were also good. They were good. Like it, it wasn't just a oh god, we're shite and they're taking the chances. It was like oh no, they're good. However. In the second half, they just massively crumbled. It was a capital collapse. I, I think I don't see any reason why Dundee can't finish top six, and that's yeah, no. mental yeah. to say, isn't it? It's um, crazy. Obviously, I know they're getting beat at Aberdeen, but that's, that's but they never tough. win at Petodre. They're like oh, the terrible. But that's that could be a tough game for us at the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. However, hopefully, we'll have more of the same of what happens right at the end of this game. Absolutely. As substitute. Yataro Oda is found by fellow substitute Alan Forrest for his second assist of the night, who just in a like on a dime spins and swings his boot at it. 
It takes a slight deflection of Joe Shaughnessy. I think I think it's have... a classic hit and hope from Oda, I'll be honest. Oh, yeah, that's fair, but it's good as opposed to... One of oh. the criticisms from Oda is that he kind of takes too much time a lot of the time. A hundred percent. Shoot on sight. If we're in yeah. that general vicinity, then you're as well having a pop. As you rightly said, they were on the ropes, so you're, yeah. as, you're as well trying your luck. Even if you get a rebound or something, not hit and hope, but certainly no. at least try and work the goalkeeper or make yep. things happen and, and thankfully our substitutes did that you mentioned Tate Forrest as well excellent when he came on yep. and then Oda grabs the winner so i really really pleased with the substitutes and their contributions so it just ended up actually being an amazing night obviously right at the very end the 92nd minute Forrest tapped in at the back post but it was offside um, sorry yeah. uh, uh, Lauren Shanklin summed it up perfectly in the Utaro the celebration. Yes, it did. Thank fuck for that. That was literally my exact reaction as well as I yeah. saw that Oda effort uh, nestling at the top corner. Because that so. is the thing. As you say, he'll have been thinking, when when Lembekisa equalises, he'll be going, we should be winning now. Yeah, oh, 100%. Penalty, we should be winning. Everybody overlooks the mental aspect, myself included. I used to be one of them. But now you get to know players and you know their psyche and yeah. what goes what goes through their head on a match day. There will be nobody more relieved than Lauren Shankland, I can assure you. Yeah, um, absolutely. Maybe, maybe tied up there with me and you. Yeah, probably, actually. Yeah, exactly. So, that was our game in hand over everybody, and it meant that we were just continuing to build momentum, build a gap in third place. But the main challenge, despite their poor form as of late, was always going to be the game at the weekend. Aberdeen coming to Pataudry, I think uh, Tynecastle. We never win at Pataudry. They never win at Tynecastle. But every time they come to Tynecastle, my brain goes, "That has to end at some point." <laughs> and then that's what, that's what I, I tell myself when we head yeah, up there. Yeah, true. I then remembered that the last time they won was also a very pivotal day in the history of Hearts because it was the last game of the old stand. They beat us that game. So when I realised, they're not one more recently than that. I thought it was twenty seventeen. Oh, I thought that was I thought that was a one 0 and the last one was two one. I think they won twice in that season, though. Maybe, but that season anyway was the last I, time. Either way, I think Laurie said it. Twenty games since yeah. the away team has won. Is that right? Yes. Crazy. And Mental. when I see that it's the game we're celebrating our hundred fiftieth anniversary <laughs> on, I'm like, this is it. There is this is the Textbook most hard thing. Yeah. Exactly. However, before we get into that. We will go around the grounds because it was one of those rare Scottish Premiership weekends where everybody's playing on the same day. There's no other yeah, games. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that's all about. Is that just FA Cup or what? What is Maybe. that? Maybe. I'm not sure. It's a good point. But so, St Mirren and Rangers was the early kickoff. Rangers narrowly getting the best of Stephen Robinson's team in Paisley, and then Celtic continuing that trend as they narrowly got the best of <laughs> Ross County. At home, with an incredible double penalty save by the Ross County keeper from Palmer, just mental, uh, we will get on the hour game. Then, what's going on at Hibernian Football Club? <laughs> As they were 2-0 down to Kilmarnock inside an hour, however, a red card happens and they draw it back. However, Hibs fans are as angry as they were as if they got beat. That's pretty much the perfect outcome, but carry on. It was, every Hearts fan, if they were being realistic, went, you want a draw. I think we'd all get over it pretty quickly if Killy won. It would be the oh, no, a shadow points. of a doubt. But that, but then actually, yeah, that's the dream. 
but, uh, and it keeps that. them angry. So exactly, uh, who doesn't perfect. want that? Livingston are relegated from the Scottish Premiership as they lose four-one. See, Dundee. they're also getting beat one 0 at home to Ross County. If they do lose that, it's currents. I think it already is, but that yeah. really is currents. And then Craig Levine's St Johnston were held one each against Motherwell, a team that I have no idea how to view anymore. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know how good they are. What did you make of the other game? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's simultaneously great and not to be back writing about the Scottish Premiership. Um, Rangers, Serial Dessers does not deserve the criticism that he gets. I'm going to come out and say it. I'll be honest. I, I, yeah, I... I would really like to see them give him a chance and lay off other strikers, particularly playing in Scotland, unless it's Boyamiowski. Um Yeah, great. Oh, who cares? Celtic, I expected to batter Ross County, given there was about 20 debutants in that team. Mm-hmm. The goal is the ugliest winning goal I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Yep. The penalties were hilarious. Um and Yandanda was really good, so that's given me a, a barrel load of encouragement. Um, Kilmarnock's collapse was great to see, but when it comes at the expense of Hibs, is it really... Uh, as you say, keeps the fans angry enough, so we'll take it. And it gives us the biggest gap to move forward yeah, in. It, it, was, it was a good result, all things considered. What did you make of uh, Cody and Dabba's red card? I think it's a red. I don't even Do understand you? the controversy around it. Like... The the ruling isn't anymore that oh well he got the ball it's like it doesn't he matter. injures himself he's... in the process as well doesn't he yeah which tells like, you everything I've... you need to know exactly his studs go upwards into is it um thingy's ankle uh, uh, Tavares is it Tavares, Tavares yeah Tavares, yeah it goes like his studs are facing upwards goes into his ankle of course that's a red card like yeah, absolutely I, I, I think so as well um yeah just just quite quite amusing on, on all fronts really this was very much a game uh, a weekend of those scoring against their former clubs because St Johnston Motherwell Theo Bear like yeah. absolutely hopeless at St Johnston and yet actually looks alright for Motherwell is it just me or like I think it's he's weird he's really at least weird. effective when he's not scoring yeah uh, yeah he just gets himself about and I don't know it looks a nuisance um, Dundee yeah as you say look Pretty, pretty solid. A, a decent, For the first time in outfit. our lives, it feels like they look like they look competent. Which yeah, I, you can never really describe Dundee teams as competent. Absolutely. Previously. And for for the first time in a long time, Livingston look very incompetent, and yeah. they will rightly be relegated. Um, so yeah, a, a pretty a pretty bizarre weekend, all things considered. Um, yeah, particularly when the old firm win narrowly, um, and there's two draws in there but yeah we, we took full advantage which is nice again doesn't happen a lot again so, a rarity yeah, yeah exactly so Aberdeen travelled to Tincastle knowing that if they lost that would mean by Saturday night they would be 19 points behind us in third now obviously they've got some games in hand as they are currently playing right now annoyingly they're winning one of them yes but they oh. then have to play uh, back to what's happened. Sorry, I, I shouldn't say this as we're talking about Aberdeen, but Livingston have actually found an equaliser, so there, there I, may be I'd life in the, in the old Livy dog beat, yet. I'd love it if <laughs> Livy beat Derek Adams. Scott, <laughs> Scott Pittman days. right on the verge of half-time. Sorry, continue. Love that. 
Aberdeen are in a weird position right now where you look at their squad on paper and you go, that's a good squad. They should be doing good things. But then you look at who's in the dugout and you go, oh, that fucking clown's there. Right, that will explain why. But we lined up in the formation, which was a big talking point, that we finished the Dundee game with. We reverted away from the 3 slash 5 3 2. Thank and the we Lord. Changed to a 4 2 3 1. Very simple. And it was Xander Clark and goals. Cochrane came back in at left back. Lembekisa was at right back. Kent and Craig Halkett was dropped for Stephen Kingsley. I don't think many people were complaining about that. That after. would have been my back four of choice, 100%. Yeah. Very much take that. Benny Beningame came back in after he had to go off injured alongside Callum Newenhoff. Then there was a front three of Alan Forrest getting back into the starting lineup. Yutaro Oda on the right. George Grant in the number 10 behind Shankland. You seem, much like I was, very happy with that starting 11. Yeah, I was. <laughs> Primarily because of the setup. Again, yeah. the, the back the back three, there's absolutely no need for us at Tynecastle playing anybody to be to be having a back three. Um, although, <laughs> I said about, you know, Spartans and Dundee... I'm owe a few people an apology, um, namely Mr. George Grant and namely um, Rab, who I mentioned earlier, who's a big George Grant stan, um, and and our other uni mate Luke. So I, I apologise for my criticism of George Grant. Um, it's nice to see him turn up after approximately a year and a half at the football club, um, four hundred grand <laughs> in waiting. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm I'm calm, mate. Um, all's all's well in my world now. Um, so yeah, it's uh, nice to see such a, an attacking um, intent from from Har Midlothian, um, albeit again such a slow and sluggish start, which for the life of me, I can't comprehend with said setup. Well, this was the thing when the game finished, I tweeted. I feel like this is going to be the review of 23-24. Murder in the first half, magic in the second half. Because what's going on? Why is this a continued thing? Is there like some sort of time castle anxiety that we don't know about? I don't know. Why? It's so strange. Hearts are so incredibly annoying. Do you want to know a fun stat? How can we correct away form, which has been an issue for as long as I've been alive... But it comes to the detriment of our whole form. We've always been, relatively speaking, solid enough at Tynecastle that we pick up the odd couple points away and it usually masks what is frankly an abysmal record away from home. Yet, this season, we've been really good on our travels, but can't replicate that in Gorgie. And I, it's thrown me off, I'm really concerned, and I don't know what to do with myself. So, but Sorry, gonna, your stat? I'm going to get this up. So, in the league... We have scored 29 goals, right? Okay. In 23 games. How many of those goals do you think have come in the first half at Tynecastle? Oh, oh Jesus, there's a question. I will tell you, the answer, the answer is not zero. I'm not going to reveal that it's nothing. We I have can, scored goals in the first half. I can only think of Alan Forrest's skull in the derby. Are you going with one? It's got to be more than one. I can tell you, it is more than one. Is it? I can't remember any of them except Alan Forrest. Is it? But it is three. Three is the correct answer. In, I can't remember how many home games we've played this season. I think it's about twelve. I think we've played twelve home games, 
and this is obviously not including the cups because we scored more than we scored how many goals did we score against Park Thistle in the first half? Oh, two? Two, I think. Maybe those are the three, actually. I don't know if it's in no. all cups or if it's... Jesus. I'm well, not those sure. Those two in Forest Skull. Yeah, that I just ca- saw That can't be right, surely. I'm going to go on and do some digging. You keep talking. Right, that would be interesting. But yeah, basically, something is wrong with Heart of Midlothian in the first half of Tincastle. And that was evident as Aberdeen, who, I get, I do understand it, people were saying on Twitter, Aberdeen couldn't even draw that game. A draw was seen as a bad result. So they were always going to be the team coming at the traps, fitting, firing, pushing forward. But they very much were, because 20 minutes in, Clark catches quite an easy header from McGrath, but it was symptomatic of that opening 20 minutes because you were thinking, right... They're starting much livelier. We're not really looking on it. And then a minute later, Aberdeen break through Conor Barron. Benny appears to fall as the ball is given to Majofsky, who scores a good finish past Xander Clark. However, you can tell by the immediate reactions from the squad, namely Stephen Kingsley, Frankie Kent and Alex Cochran, ironically not Benny Beningamy, those three... And Xander Clark, actually, sorry, are going absolutely mental at Kevin Clancy, pointing at a rough area of where Benny was and claiming it's a foul. I'll be honest, as it was happening, it just looked like from where I was that Benny fell. I was just like, oh, Benny's fallen, fuck's sake. However, it does actually go to VAR, and then after a wee while, you see it back. Majofsky whilst there is absolutely zero intent in that does trip Benny Beningamy and as a result the goal is ruled out now Correctly. as I was padding as I was padding for time there have you managed to find yes. out yes I have sorry I was listening to your discussion because I, I, I can I give my thoughts on the Miofsky goal before I go, go with that feet? first yeah um I didn't think it was at first glance. Um, I was I was very relieved. I thought I thought that Kingsley had actually tripped Benny up. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. And we got away with one, but then you see it, and uh, I, it's soft, but it's it's a definite it's foul, a foul. And, I, and I'd be raging. It's funny how Aberdeen fans are acting like there's no contact oh, and how yeah. it's a massive conspiracy. No, it's uh, no. Well, exactly. You literally just stole my word. I was going to say a conspiracy. We've got um, our three. So, Hearts 2, Aberdeen nil on the 16th of September. Utaro Oda scored in the 14th minute. Yeah. Um, The next one was Forest World Day uh, against Hibs. Needless to say, we won't talk about the rest of that match. Uh, And our most recent one uh, was, in fact, just last month, um, 23rd of December, St Mirren. Yes, Lauren Ah. Shankland with the goal. Right. Um, So, yeah, three different scorers, Oda, Forest and Shankland, and three different opponents... Aberdeen, Hibernian, and uh, St Mirren. There we go. That's me. I think I saw a stat where by this time in the season that we finished third, we'd scored 19 first half goals after 23 games or something like that because Jesus. it was it was unbelievable. But yeah, that should have been the wake up call that never really came because Benny loses the ball in the middle of the park about five minutes later. Aberdeen breaking a 4-on-3 and actually Povara misuses it a lot he just goes for an early hit despite having Clarkson he's an athlete isn't he that Povara he's never a footballer yeah. 
he's an American coming over yeah. here. They're all really yeah. athletic, yeah. but none of them have football ability. Love you, Perry Kitchen. <laughs> um, Newenhoff, Shanklund, and Grant Captain up America. Quite well. Yeah, exactly. Love him. They all linked up well, but Grant's effort goes out for a goal kick. Although I've watched the highlights. Oh, that's never a goal kick in a million years. <laughs> it's so clear. He's rightly raging. You could see the deflection a mile off. Yeah, unbelievable. Shocking officiating, but then again, it's something that I would never criticise. Yeah, exactly. In the 42nd minute, Oda is fouled on the edge of the Aberdeen box. Does Kingsley, well. He does well. Oda, Oda actually got two big fouls because there was that, but earlier in the half, he got Graham Shinney booked, which completely derailed Aberdeen. Graham yeah. Shinney's entire plan because Shinney for the first 25 minutes was running the game completely. And it was just like, oh, now he's booked, he can't do it. So that's, well that's, in your tarot. Yeah, though. that's really annoying. I'm not I'm not keen on Graham Shinny, but carry on. Yeah. Stephen Kingsley takes the free kick and it actually just nestles on the roof of the not net. Not far away. Not a million miles away. And then the last action in the first half is Leighton Clarkson gets a free kick in a very similar situation, but his effort <laughs> is far over. It's, it's one of the ultras in the front yep, row. Exactly. Exactly. So half time comes and once again Abysmal. everybody is going, This is a nightmare, what's going on? We're being terrible. However, there was then no changes, and I think everybody, myself included, put it on Twitter going, get Benny Beningame off this park right now, please. But he doesn't. He doesn't actually change anything. Neesmith said after the game that it was just a matter of changing the intensity and the decision-making. When we came out in that second half with no changes, how were you feeling? Were you thinking, glass half full? Well, we've got to half time at nil-nil, which is good. We're normally better in second halves. Or were you thinking... He's not made any changes. We're probably going to get more of the same. No, I, I was pretty surprised to be fair. Um, obviously not at the game, but when you have a look at kind of folks' general opinions on Twitter, you know that it's not good. Um, you know that Hearts have yet again been ranked in the first half. So I'm surprised, given his tendency to change things up recently, that he didn't make any changes. Um, but just goes to show what. You know, all the armchair coaches, myself included, yep. know. Um, so, yeah, it's quite refreshing. I actually think you could sum this game up by what the two managers said post-match, MacIver. I know that we'll talk about the rest of the game, but Stephen Naismith saying that we can get better, like, that that was evident after that first half. Yep. And Barry Robson saying, yeah, we're falling short of expectations because Aberdeen... He called Aberdeen... A one city club, when I think yeah, he meant, when he meant to a one, a club, one city. club city. Um, so I think my man was flustered there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm not going to give any excuses. But then just spends the rest of the interview giving <laughs> yeah, excuses. Yeah, I'm not going to give any excuses. But we our goal should have stood, and it's a <laughs> terrible decision. What? <laughs> um, so I, th- I don't know what he's up to, Mr. <laughs> Barry. But yeah, I I guess you're right. We could do with them getting a result tonight to keep him in a job. Yeah. But yeah, um, in terms of that first half miles off it again and do you know what in saying this like as much as we deem Robson a useless manager they do have some talented players Aberdeen yep, there's there's absolutely. absolutely no denying you. that Miofsky goal is a phenomenal finish um, yeah. albeit thankfully it's it's to their detriment that it's, that it's ruled out Connor Barron kept putting in Connor Barron Graham Shinney I, I think I think Keller Rose is a good he is a good goalkeeper yeah, and uh, and we Clarkson obviously trying to make things happen that little bit further forward as well. So, uh, yeah, they've de- they've definitely got players that can hurt us. Um, but thankfully, we sort of 
rode, rode the wave, I guess, first half. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, there weren't that many opportunities, but it's not like we created any. The whole game. Uh, exactly. So it's it's more it's more to do with us and what we didn't do in that first half. But thankfully, that was put to bed in the second period. Well, that is the thing. Even from the first kind of five minutes, you could tell we were playing with more intensity, more desire. Forrest was ru- making more of those runs that he does. And I'm really pleased for Alan Forrest recently. I know that so like if we if we'd have offered Alan Forrest a contract a couple of months ago, most of the fan base would have been absolutely fuming. But over the last few weeks, he's shown that he can actually come on and change games. So thoroughly deserved his start of the weekend for me. Um, I think he's got five assists in the last three league games. Just uh, uh, McIver, just somebody to try and make something happen. Yeah, he's very positive. Yeah, that's the best that he. He's, he's direct. He'll, he'll yeah, at least direct's a better word. He'll try and he'll try and get like to the byline. He'll look for yeah. others. He'll maybe cut inside every now and then. He, he looks to conjure because obviously we've got players out that usually do. And yeah. most of our midfielders are too feared to play the ball forward. So it's nice to have somebody on the flank that can actually try and make things happen, which he does. I, I, I can't fault his effort at all. And over the last few weeks, he's earned that new contract. So I'm really pleased for him. And he is the reason we take the lead in this game. Because Forrest, in a near-identical run to his assist for Lembekisa on Tuesday night, runs, hits the byline, and crosses a ball in. And... Nicky Devlin basically catches it in midair. It's right in front of me, obviously. Everybody screams for it. Somehow Clancy doesn't give it. The ball ends out for a throw-in. However, it goes to VAR. There's a check. And it's quite quickly given after he's went to the monitor and decided to give it. But as it was happening, they're all discussing. And everybody goes, does he take it? But very quickly, you physically see Shankland, as the captain, give the ball to George Grant. It answered the question I think a lot of people had of, if it's not Shankland, who is it that takes penalties? A lot of people said Grant, but then had always the adage of, but he, had, he doesn't play consistently enough to be on the park. He was in this case, and in terms of penalties, you can't really ask for a better penalty. Puts it high into the... Right-hand side of Keller Rose's goal, the opposite way he dived. Grant actually explained in the last couple of days that he spent the first 50 minutes watching where Rose dived in the training and the warm-up. And every single time, Rose dived to his right as Grant's looking at it, the left. So Grant knew he's not going to dive this way. But he still, as you should do as a penalty taker, he still put height on it in case it was 1-0 hearts. You could tell by the celebration from Grant, a lot of passion, which was good to see. He's clearly wanting to play, and as you say, he's finally starting to come into a bit of form. To turn up, yeah. Again, like maybe my criticism is harsh, because as you rightly say there, he's not really had a fair run in the team. And if he has, it seems like it's too deep. I feel like he should be in that 10 and trying to make things happen. Um, it's an emphatic penalty. I cannot cannot criticise the technique, and it's a postage stamp finish. Um, absolutely top. I thought that Stephen Kingsley might be up there for yeah. for a penalty taker as well because of obviously his his uh, his technique and his his connection that he makes. Um, but yeah, maybe that maybe that goal can ultimately give George Grant a wee lift as well. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, 
it's starting to come together. I think I, I, I might have to swallow my words on George Grant, but given the money that we've paid, um, I'm not going to do so just yet. That's very fair. And from that moment on, it was essentially defence versus attack. In the four minutes later, they Alan crumbled, hits. didn't they? Yeah, completely. They went into their shell. They stopped doing what they were I don't, good at. Again, I don't half. know if it's because of the dislike goal or just... I don't know. Maybe maybe there is something within these nonsense records that they can't play at Tynecastle. Yeah. They can't go to Pedodri. I don't know. Alan Forrest hits a great effort from the edge of the box, but Keller Rose pushes it out for a corner. Five minutes later after that, Forrest and Neuenhoff link up really well. Neuenhoff ends up passing it to Shankland on the edge of the box. Keller Rose makes another great save. Very much the reason. That was reason. a great effort from Shankland as well. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Rose was very much the reason that it was only 2 0 in the end. Yeah, I, I even think the one from Forrest at the tight angles, pretty, pretty impressive stop as well. Yeah. Um, nice to see us having a pop. Yeah, I feel like recently absolutely. there's been far too many times where we're trying to walk it into the net. Just somebody have a go. Even if you get a little spillage or, like I say, a rebound, anything, make the goalkeeper yeah. work. Like that's that's what he's there to do. We don't. I don't think we test the goalkeeper, or we haven't certainly in I don't know the past few months, seasons, anywhere near enough. Like, have a go. Well, one person who definitely had a oh, fucking go. He's exactly who you want to have a go. <laughs> Ten minutes later, Lauren Shanklin picks the ball up, actually, when you watch it back, in the Wheatfield corner flag. Such an ugly build-up. Yes, yeah. it's so Runs bad. Runs around, does like a weird, <laughs> mazy run. Just a one-man mission. Yeah, passing it to Cochrane in the air for some reason. I might deflect <laughs> up and fairness to him. Cochrane then nods it down to Grant on the edge of the box, and Shanklin, and it's it's exactly what we've all been saying about him and it's a testament to his ability he's missed his last three penalties you might understand why a player's been like I'm not that confident get out of the way you he physically pushes Grant out the way beat it George edge of the box Traveller past Rose I was saying this at the game I don't I'd be shocked if you had this information on hand and I'd be shocked if you could even find this information. Jane Shanklin's the first player in history at Heart of Midlothian to score back-to-back Travellers. Because <laughs> his last goal was Livingston, which was a Traveller. It must be then. It must be. Surely. We've surely never had anybody do Scott. That. Scott. <laughs> London Hearts. Come back. Come back. Just for that. It's ridiculous. You can see in his celebration, pointing at his foot, running backwards. Oh. He knows it's how good he is as well, isn't it? You're like, oh, MacIver. I'm one, running out of superlatives. He, oh, I'm one so goal depressed. away. One goal away from making history, becoming the first Hearts man since. I don't even think Robbo did it. I think it's Willie Bald to score back to back twenty goal seasons for Hearts. No way. It might be Robbo. Robbo out of everybody would have been the person to do it. But I think I saw a stat that it was Willie Bald was the last person to do it for us. Bloody hell. Yeah. That was the yesterday, was it? No, it wasn't. 
<laughs> so, Jesus, just, he is the striker that we've been gagging on for yeah. all of our primary school, secondary school, and teenage yeah. years. It's, yeah. Literally our lives. Only a quarter of a century too late, hearts, yeah, Literally, it took me to turn fucking 26 for us to get you in. Right, I see how it is. Have I got to wait that again next oh, time? I really, I really hope not. <laughs> but just unbelievable. You see, with this, and it's, it's a it's buzzwords that Naismith has used a lot this season, but it's clearly true. The squad has such a togetherness. Grant just has a laugh with them as he runs to celebrate. There's no anger or anything. That is Grant. Grant on Saturday gets a goal and an assist. Yeah. Technic- Again, one of those technical assists because he touches it and then Shankland uh, pushes it. Exactly. Uh, like, uh, that's what I was going to say. Like, the naked eye sometimes tells you more than statistics do. Yeah. But... You can watch Lauren Shankland and you know that he's just a top player. Yeah. And I'm going to be so depressed when he goes. Well, that's it a perfect better not be this bloody window, I tell you. That was basically the end of the game. McCauley Tate and Vargas had a nice link up. <laughs> what we, Vargas, trying the Travella couple of us the chocolates? It's so good. It's oh, just man. Oh, he's absolutely nuts. I love him. Yeah. We win the game 2-0. Ends up being incredibly comfortable. Nine games unbeaten in all competitions. Eight in the league. Seven of those wins. The one draw probably should have been a win if Alan Forrest gets that penalty against Ross County. They should have got an unbelievable run for any team in this division to go on. Outside of the old farm. But especially us. Just because we <laughs> never do this. Because it's us. us. Yeah, we should do it more. 14 points clear of Hibs. 19 clear of Aberdeen. 10 points clear on the same games played to fourth position. Kilmarnock. It's going so well. However, we are obviously recording this on Tuesday the 30th. There is, as we speak, 26 hours left of the January transfer window. Nice. And as it stands... Lawrence Shankland is still a Hearts player. Now, the most heart of Midlothian and Perth to Paisley podcast thing ever will be that at one o'clock tomorrow afternoon, it is announced that Lawrence Shankland leaves and this whole segment we're about to do Don't is completely pointless. Dare. Here, however, before we get to him, because he is the talking point of the whole window, we will recap the window generally that we've had. So, there has not been a lot of arrivals putting no. it mildly there has been one Dexter Lembekisa but spoken about. that's that's okay yes that's, that, I, I, I'm not pleased but equally I'm not dissatisfied I yep. wanted a right back we've got a right back he's an upgrade on Atkinson I'd, I'd like some creativity that's to come in the summer but I'd like a little stop gap to see us till then well the potential stop gap is a bit of a weird one as between the last episode and this episode, we've been introduced and had to wait for Scott Fraser of Charlton, former Dundee United. We don't really know what's happening. He was up here, had his medical papers passed, but then Charlton sacked their manager. Yeah, and Clapple changes, lost his job, that's right. It changes everything. So I think he played with Liam Boyce at Burton Albion as well. He did. Yeah. He did indeed. So that's, I mean, that's, that's nice in terms of a chemistry that's provided that Liam Boyce actually ever plays for us again where is he I'd love to see him back in this team but it's just not happening at the minute Um, 
Yeah. We don't know what's happening with Scott Fraser as we stand. We don't. Uh, the addicts sacking their boss didn't help, but hey, that's just annoying and one of those things. Yes. He wants what, to come back a, up the road, though, doesn't he? Sorry. Yes, he does. Apparently, off, so, he wants to come so back up to Scotland. That would be, yeah. that'd be a bonus. Let's try. That and would be happen. good. One creative player that we definitely know is coming to Gorgie, but just probably not just now, as he is currently playing and captaining his side oh, against Livingston. Yes, basically. We, after we have been pushing it for about 18 months, it feels like, <laughs> maybe even longer, Hearts have finally got on Spotify, listened to us, and we have signed Jan Dander on a pre-contract coming in the summer. However, we're trying in this last 24 hours to get it over the line. The reported fees, I've seen anything as low as 100k, I've seen something as high as 350. We don't know what the reported fee is. It doesn't look like we're going to pay it though. But we've secured the services of a player you and me have been wanting for ages. Hope it's a Barry Mackay or a Lauren Shankland and not a Andy Halliday or a Gary Mackay Stephen. Um, I know it's all. About <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's creativity is what I'm craving. Really happy with that. Um, I I get the impression that Hearts haven't actually announced it yet because they might look to see do it this window. Yeah. yeah. Um, which which would be nice, but again, I, it, it all depends what Ross County want. I think it'll be very much like the Suter situation, though, in by they'll want to secure their survival and they feel as though the best chance is with Jan Danda still playing for which Ross is County. understandable. Perfectly understandable. I'm more than willing to wait in the summer on the basis that we can get somebody in. If it's not Scott Fraser, then perhaps we can go to, I don't know, some other Premier League club like yeah. can Davy Weir not do us a favour at Brighton or can There's I don't mu- know. there must be we've got, we've got some little relationship with Everton now could we not tap them up they must have somebody I, I don't yeah. know exactly but we don't know what's going to happen another linked player is Penrice at Livingston where we are continuing the trend of just taking good Livingston players on pre-contracts Craig Halkett Alan Forrest and now the latest is Penrice. Nicky Devlin. Oh, wait, sorry. No, oh, wait, wait no, it's yeah, fine. Sorry, we missed that one. Uh, um, it's fine. He's shite. There's no Dexter Olympicisa. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. There has been mixed reaction to this. Nothing against Penrice. I've not seen anybody be against the Penrice signing. I think he's a decent player. So. I, I've been told yeah. that he signed a pre-contract. How accurate that is, I, I don't know. We don't know. But... but what it potentially means is the other story don't. that has come out this window. Don't... And it's that, apparently, in as probably the summer now, I'd be very surprised if we let him go in the last 25 minutes. Oh, I'd be distraught. Yeah, surprised is not harsh enough a word. Fucking furious <laughs> is the word that I'd be. Is that Alex Cochran, oh. my, my favourite player, <laughs> is most likely leaving the club in the summer. Don't say that, McIver. Obviously, we'll speak about him more as we get closer to it but it's looking like a very pivotal summer considering potential departures and potential league positions and therefore their money that comes with it and so, duration of deals left yeah. and yeah it's, uh, it's going to be a very important summer we'll cross that bridge when we get there exactly just enjoy them while they're here and then before we get on to the big one we've actually had quite a few departures this January yeah. because First of all, the the one the two that aren't maybe as talked about is one 
Michael McGovern's went to Livingston. <laughs> Great debut from at the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Like, fair point to you. Oh, dear. No idea what's happened to that. Alex Lowry had his loan spell ended by the club, and Clement made it very clear that he did not want Lowry back. We sent him back. That's great man management there. Wait, well when, when I was at uh, a Rangers presser, he was asked about that by um, uh, my mate Adam, who works for PLZ Soccer, and he asked him about Lowry, and he, he seemed a fan, and yet all of a month later he's back, and now he's seemingly not so happy. I, yeah. It baffles me. They'll, this this was my thinking. Why can Ross County not loan him? And no, we just and point. just give our stander. Yeah. Now obviously Surely that just works that for everybody. But he's out hurt for the next seven weeks. Yeah, well, so that's, that's that, potentially that, that obviously yeah. plays a part. But yeah. But but there's four months weird. left of the season. Anyway, I mean, I mean, Derek know. Adams says that Morecambe are a thousand times better than Ross County anyway. So, or a hundred exactly. times, or whatever the hell it was. They're, yeah. they're they're miles clear of Ross County, so surely he can't be that willing to hold on to Yandan, don't know. Yeah, one hundred percent. Give us him. Derek, fuck you. Grow up. Anyway, the other two departures are actual departures in terms of not just loans or recalls. Andy Halliday has finally left. Technically on a loan. I mean, we we touched on that last episode. You were obviously devastated. Yeah, that's... Oh, no. Um, And then, the one that I think got a really weird reaction was it was announced that Connor Smith has departed... Good move for him. Join St. Johnson. A very good move. A very good move. Going to join Craig Levine. I don't really understand why there was such an outcry against it on Twitter. I get it. He's a youth player that's come through the system and never really got a chance. But just and like, I say just this like someone, McIver. I say this as someone who I remember his debut when he was playing with Hickey and we had that double header of Celtic and Hibbs and both of them played that's both right. of his games. I remember being like both of them look really good. Here's hoping. But then it was very evident quickly. It was like, oh, Hick- Hickey's actually level, ready for this level. Smith isn't. But Connor Smith did have a good couple loan moves. Like Queen's Park, I think he won their player of the year. Um, like he was at Hamilton. Hamilton as well. I, yeah. It's annoying, it's frustrating, but I don't mean to be too harsh on the lad. But if it was going to happen, it should have. And- it could have and should have happened by now. Yeah, exactly. It's my exactly. it's my thing. Just go out and get some games. I, I hope for your sake that you prove us wrong and 100%, wish, wish you all great. the best. That that that's that's all hearts really need to to say and look at it like. Yeah. But then yeah, the big one. Lawrence Shankland in this window has been offered two new deals by Hearts. The latest actually came this afternoon, where. By all accounts, he's been offered a new deal to become the highest paid player at the club in more than a decade, and the one today presented to him is three and a half years. Now. Hello. Hi. Latest score at Pataudry. Aberdeen 1. Do you know? Dundee 1. Oh my god. Is it counted? Has it gone to VR? Are uh, we fine? It's come up on Fort Mall. I don't know who scored it yet, but on 50, okay. 55 minutes. Um, and it's it's one piece. Come so, on, big Tony Docker. So there you go. Now. I do not think Shankland will sign the deal. I think from a personal perspective, Shankland probably shouldn't sign the deal. As it stands this way, he has all the power, and I totally understand that's what he should do. I will be honest, though. I'm quite surprised we're still hearing that 
were offering deals. Uh, my assumption was, at the start of this month, when we offered them that deal, that the board had kind of put all the eggs in the one basket. Kind of just went, here is the best deal we can possibly offer you. If you don't like it, okay, that's fair enough. But it seems like, it's very weird. Basically, we've actually done quite well here with the negotiation, it seems like. Which is a fucking rarity with this football club, we've, right? We've given ourselves some wiggle room. Yeah. So, and you, you'd think that if Shankland in the first instance had just been like, no, I don't care what you offer me, I'm not signing, then we wouldn't be offering a deal. Yeah. The fact that we're going back with another kind of potentially suggests negotiation. Now, listen. I know that I'm a Hearts fan and I'm kind of putting my head in the sand going, you're telling me there's a chance, basically. <laughs> I do not think he'll sign the deal. However, the bigger point is, will he stay for the next 24 hours? By all accounts, we want... Well, not even by all accounts. Andrew McKinley said, via the club's official channels in an interview with Robert Borthwick, it would take an extravagant bid to take Shankland away in January. That was weeks ago when there was still enough time to get someone in. You have to think it will be minimum 5 million, but even now we've only got 24 hours, that's kind of pointless to us because getting third is worth 5 million in and of itself. So if you get 5 million for Shankland but then don't finish third, you're at a net zero. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's going to stay. I, I feel pretty confident that he's going to stay. I'm confident he's going to stay. I hope that's the case. I wonder if, in said deal, Hearts have given an assurance that you sign this, we get more money for you, we'll wish you well upon your There's way. a release clause in it yeah, of something. something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's the dream set up for everybody. Absolutely. I take that. He still leaves in the summer, but we get sufficient value for money dough, for him. And then, yeah. I, look, because I, you hear fans saying, well, if we keep him for the duration of his deal and we lose him for free, if he fires us to two third place finishes, yeah, it pretty I much pays care. for itself. Yeah, and, and I get that. But by the same score, like it would be good to generate some money yeah. from player sales. We we haven't done it anywhere near enough for a club of our size recently, and I think it's the exact same with with Alex Cochran. To be honest, if James Penrice is coming in, that's a player that we can develop who's already performed at this level for a long time on a free on a free transfer weakening a divisional rival albeit Livingston won't be here probably beyond May yeah. but it, it makes sense it, it's it's business that's that, that's the bottom line I, I know that people don't want to view football as business and I'm kind of in that same bracket but if it's to heart's benefit then I'm all for it yeah absolutely well here's hoping this wee bit doesn't get clipped up by opposition fans as Shankland is unveiled. <laughs> That's the fear. Let's just get to February the 2nd and you're still yes, here. That would be nice. Exactly. So, by the time that we next record, we'll play two games because I'll be honest, Adam was smarter than me. I forgot we've got a midweek game. So, That's all right, mate. the plan is is to record next Thursday release on Friday. So, we, this weekend, travel to Pataudry. To Pataudry? To Dens. I keep thinking about Aberdeen. Aberdeen is so in my head with Dundee affiliate. That way, Dens, a place that we've basically got as good a record as, as Pataudry, to be totally honest. The goal stands, by the way. It is one each. Lee, Lee Ashcroft, I'm assuming it's from a corner because he's just Probably. got that, yeah, just that massive scum. And then, midweek, we travel to Perth to play Craig Levine St Johnston. How do you feel about both of those games? 
Two locations that we are historically <laughs> shit at back to back. But now, we're good away from home. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's bizarre to be entering this somewhat confident. Um, we did any... lose the last game at Dens, though, this season. That's One of true. the few black spots on the season overall. That is true. And, uh, yeah... I felt we were due them one, so naturally when we were 2 0 down to them at half time at Tynecastle, I thought, oh my god, Dundee are going to do a league double over us. How embarrassing. Yeah. Um, but thankfully that wasn't the case. It'd be nice if we could do the league double over them. Um, don't see any reason why we can't go up to Dens and win. Why not? Um, and as for Perth, um, that was obviously the, the venue where Craig Levine lost his job as Hearts manager. Yep. Um, <laughs> It would be it would be nice to, to have it the other way and Hearts come away with all three points in that one as well. And again, a recent record at McDermott. What have we won the, the last twice there? Three times? Yeah. Twice? At, at least twice, I can think Opening of Opening day two times. and yeah. the Mackay in, in December, was it? Twice, yeah. 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 So, I, I, it, it should be six points from six. I, I wouldn't grumble with four from six, um, but absolutely no reason why we can't win these next two we're, we're on a great run just now most informed team in the country in the premiership yeah. so let's let's continue that what are your two score predictions uh, Dundee do with score the, goals with the squad as it is now obviously it's different if we bring in Dando or yeah, Fraser yeah. or lose other players but pretend the squad is, doesn't change I can see I can see by, by a goal in both maybe I'll go 2-1 at Dens and maybe 1-0 at McDermott. I was going to say, exactly that barring, I can just never see us winning at Dens. I'm I'm always more pessimistic. I'm going to say one each at Dens. I don't blame you. Like I say, I wouldn't grumble with four. Yeah, but I'd, like it, I'd like it to be six. Very fair. Right. It's been a bumper episode. The end is near. Up. We finish it with a quiz. So... We've got all the usual. We've got a true or false, we've got multiple choice, and two normal questions. And then, the who am I? I'm aware of time. We might have to, <laughs> might have to try and fly through this. We need to fly it. through it. Right, so, I will say, it's very much based in the last two fixtures. Last three fixtures kind okay. of thing. So, you should, it should be relatively straightforward. So, the first question is, only two times, as it has been heavily publicised in the last week, have Hearts had more points than we currently do now after 23 games this century. But yeah. what seasons are they and how many points in each season oh was the difference at this point? God. One now of them... I'll tell you this, if you can get either the points or the season of each one, I'll give you it. So if you're like, you can't even mind the season. Can I have a look at the, the table points. and see what we're currently on? I can tell you what we're currently on. We're currently 42? on 42 points. Yeah, yes. right, okay. Tied with where we were with Robbie Nielsen's season two seasons ago when we finished third. Wow. Okay. Right. Um, one of them, I think, is 2010-11. Correct. Under Jim Jeffries. Yep. How many points was it different? I... Do I get, like, one either way? <laughs> I'll give you one either way, yeah. I feel like we were a sole point better off. 43, is that right? Incorrect. We were six points better off wow. in 2010. We were on 48 points. After 23 games? 
after 23 Bloody games. Bloody hell! It really yep. was a title charge till Kevin, Kevin Kyle got Kyle injured. And, <laughs> yep, David Temple and then Kevin Kyle just smashing it. Wow, I didn't think it was as high as that. Yep, um, so we've got one out of two points for that season. The other's got to be 05 06, is it? Correct. And How many points difference? Christ. Surely. It would be mental if it didn't exceed 2010-11. It's got to be because it was a better season. But was it because Rangers underperformed and we finished second that you're lured into thinking that it... Ay, 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 ay. I'll go for... I feel like I'm tricking myself here. I'm going to go for 45. Oh. <laughs> I, I said I'd give you... I said I'd give you, if you're a point either off, you're two points ah, off, as it was 47. Bastard. <laughs> oh, that's so annoying. But I knew I should have gone 46, because I was undecided on two. Oh, that's so annoying. Potential four points, you got two of them. You got the seasons, yeah. which were the big ones. Yeah, so that's, that's annoying. I should have done my studying on the bloody points tools, but who does Well, that? we're sticking on points totals, oh. because <laughs> however, this is the multiple choice Great. one. I've just realised three out of the four questions are about points. Oh my so, god, I'm done for you. Multiple choice. Out of the last 39 possible points, how many have Hearts taken this season? Oh, is it A? Jesus. Is it A, 31? Is it B, 33? Is it C, 35? Or D, 37? He's thinking. He's thinking. 31? Correct. Yes. He's got it. He smashed it. Ooh. Well done. Well done. Thank you, mate. Right. True or false? True or false? Hearts are closer to Celtic than Aberdeen are to Hearts before the Aberdeen-Dundee game kicked off. Oh, what a question. How oh how far oh god what See, a points. are you aware on what point Celtic and Aberdeen are on? I think Celtic are on sixty one. Right. No. Oh god. <laughs> Celtic Remember, lost two league games. We're on forty two. Yes, we're on yeah, 42. right. Okay, so we've played twenty three. Celtic have mm-hmm. lost twice because they've lost to us and to Killy. They've drawn with Hibs. Oh no, they've drawn with St Johnston as well. So that would be four. So they'd be on 61, 19, 2, 2. It's 23. Oh god. I think we are closer to Celtic than Aberdeen are to us. So you think the statement is true? Hearts are closer yes. to Celtic yeah, go true. than Aberdeen are to Hearts. Yeah, I'm going to go true. So, as has been oh, documented no. in the past few days, <laughs> I don't like hearts, this. hearts are 19 points clear of Aberdeen. Please tell me we're at 18 points behind Celtic. We are currently only 15 points behind Celtic. Oh, wow. I've, so even if, Aberdeen, even if Aberdeen win tonight, we'll still be closer to Celtic than they are to us. Wow. Jesus. Celtic have played 23, won 18, drawn 3, 
lost two. two. So who are the three draws? It's Johnston, the three Pibbs, draws and are and Motherwell. Right at the end, the two oh, ninety Jesus, minute goals. Jesus, of course it was. How did I forget yep. that? Yep. Not bad so, though. My, my logic was you got good. It right, though. Yeah, my you logic got it was right. good. Yes. Right. Execution was wrong, but the logic was good. <laughs> yeah. You still got the point, so it's fine. Final question for the Who Am I? We failed to mention it, but I knew we were oh, going to come God. around to it, so it's fine. Craig Gordon made his return to football. Yeah. Against Spartans. Uh huh. It was nice to see him back in goal. It was. It was lovely. How many days were between Craig Gordon <laughs> making his competitive debut for Hearts and his return against Spartans? Oh. I will tell you this. Yeah. I will give you 100 days leeway either way. That's very kind of you. Right. So you've got 100 days to work with. Sorry, did you say his competitive debut? His competitive debut for Hearts. For Hearts. And his return match against Spartans. Right. How many days between okay. that was there? Right. Let's try and dig the calculator out for this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, right. Was it? Oh, I was going to say it was 2002, but I don't think it was as early as that, was it? Oh my god. Do your bloody research before you come onto this. I've got it in days, years, and months. There's two. Uh, oh, there's two years in my head, right? And it's either two thousand and two or two thousand and four. Okay. So if I went for two thousand and three, no. Mm-hmm. Let's just not do that. That's silly. That's just silliness. Right. Remember, you've got a hundred days. I know, but, that, way that but what? What's that? A couple of months, <laughs> like three months either way. Technically, it's six months in total, though. You've got half a year of leave. Right. Okay. I'll be honest, oh, I was God. scrambling for a last question. Yes, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Can I take the calculator out? No, you can't. You have to just do it. Oh, my God. Actually, I'll even give you this. I'll tell you how many years it's been. Right, okay. It's been 21 years. So that would suggest 2003. <laughs> <laughs> no, it can't be. It has to be longer than that. <laughs> like, let's just go for 2002. Let's just say... 7,385. <laughs> I don't know. The answer is... 7,000... 3... 3... 700... Oh, you bastard. <laughs> and 77. Oh, 7, 7, 7, 7, 21 years, 3 months, oh, wow. All and the 15 days. All the 7s. Oh, man. 7, 7, 7, 7. 21 years, 3 months, and 15 days. Jesus. What he made his debut sad, on the 6th, 6th of October, 2002. Do you know how I know that? Because mm. Hearts Heritage tweeted, Craig Gordon plays 7,777 days after making his competitive debut. Do you know how I saw that on Twitter? Did I retweet off the account? Because Perth to Paisley yeah, shared great. it on the account. It actually goes to show <laughs> how much attention I pay to some of the shite I share off there. I was like, I even got in a scrap of Hearts Heritage because I didn't read their tweets correctly. <laughs> they literally they posted about something like uh, the last time that we'd come from two goals down. 
at Tyne Castle and I went what about this Motherwell one and they were like eh, eh, no this is from two goals down or there was like some some issue that I hadn't read correctly so they made me look like a fanny um, and I've made myself look like a fanny because I retweeted something and didn't bother to read what I'd retweeted nope. just uh, just shows the spam that I shared yeah I don't know why you follow I'm sorry shocking anyway you did respectable there. That was rubbish. But no, on. not you got you got technically three out of four. That right, was that, but that just was one of the questions was. I'm not lying. You've thrown up some shitty questions in your time. That could be up there with some of the worst. That was horrible. Absolutely <laughs> horrible. Well, let's see what happens with who I. Let's I. move. Oh uh, yeah, because it's going to get better here. Right. So, you've got four clues. Okay. In my career, I played in Scotland and England. Oh, Assigned for heart in a January window after playing on loan in a lower division for the first half of the season. Oh, God. Despite playing over 60 games for hearts, I only scored a single goal. And I left hearts in the same window as two of Daniel's favourite hearts players when he was wee. Who am I? I and I think I, also. How vague is that? I think also two of your favourite players as well. Okay. I think. One of them, definitely. I don't really know how you feel about the other one, but I've never met a Hearts fan. I've never met a Hearts fan who doesn't like them. Who is it? Stephen Presley. Um, yeah, exactly. That's the reveal. Oh right, my I've got this God, that was horrible. So you've exclusively played in Scotland and England. Yep. Can you, feel, can you uh, repeat the clues, please? Okay, right, yes, of course grim. I can. In my career, I played in both Scotland and England. I signed for Hearts in a January window after playing on loan in a lower division for the first half of the season. Despite playing over 60 games for Hearts, I only scored a single goal. And I left Hearts in the same window as two of Daniel's favourite players when he was wee. Who am I? Gonna have to ask for the years, because like, no names popping in my head at all. The years that this man played for Hearts were between 2001 and 2004. Jesus H. <laughs> you were alive. <laughs> I hadn't even, <laughs> att- even attended a Hearts game, but I was alive. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't either. He left before I... Well, no, that's not true, because he left in the summer and my first game was in January 2004. You'd been to games. You'd been gone for two years. Yeah. yeah, when he left <laughs> The summer of 2004 Is when he left Yeah June 2004 specifically Oh great, so I've been coming up to 6 Yep Was it, the, an was extra it, week was it the 9th of June by any chance? <laughs> uh, let's find out exactly in the day when it was oh. It was Okay, for some reason, Wikipedia said, oh no, we announced it on the 11th of May, 2004. Oh. Nine days before my brother was born. Oh, nice. So, I, I, I don't have a clue. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> popping in my head here. Um, there's, no, there's no point asking for the play position because... No matter how shit you were for Hearts, one goal in sixty games would be a disgrace. So it has to be a defender. <laughs> has to be. <sighs> but uh, is it? It's got to be a fullback because even a centre half would get more than one. Surely. 
In 60 games? I'd expect more than one. It's actually more than 60 games. <laughs> I'll even give you that. It's 63 games. Oh my god. Oh. Uh, will the clubs help? I think I think it might. Like, it probably won't. But I, I don't have... I've got no, no names, no other reasoning to go off. Nothing. So can I have the list of clubs that they played for in order? Please, Daniel. Rangers Football Club. Oh, Jesus. Hull. Dundee. Ayr. Hearts. Livingston. Boston United. Blackpool. Stirling Albion. Is that it? That's it. <laughs> oh, I'm pumped here. Oh, wait. He played amateur football for Milton AFC in Bannockburn. Magnificent. Afterwards. I know exactly After who it is now. Yep, that's it. That'll give you it. That'll give you the information you need. Signed from... So they were on loan at air from Rangers. If that's what you believe. Oh, my God. Do you want the clubs again? Please. Rangers. Hull. Dundee. Oh, right, okay. Well, air. Wasn't the bloody question? Hearts. Livingston. Boston. Blackpool, Stirling Albion, Milton AFC, Bannockburn AFC. Who left Hearts for Livingston in the summer of 2004? I mean, a question we often ask ourselves <laughs> at night. <laughs> can't, can't sleep on this your Tuesday night. <laughs> well, do I have the question for you? <laughs> I will say, I did this way, somebody I know, who admittedly, is a lot older than us, and he got it asking one question. Yeah, well, I bloody but hope so. They could probably remember him leaving. I was going to say, they were like 28. They were like our age when he left. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a clue. I don't have the foggiest. It's got to be some like random Scottish defender. Isn't it? Like, uh... Who the hell... Do you know what's popped in my head is uh, Jamie McAllister, and it's just not Jamie McAllister. So, um, because I've got nobody else, I'm just going to go with Jamie McAllister. Haven't the foggiest, MacIver. So, two things. One, he isn't a defender. Oh, he's really? A midfielder. And he scored once in 60 he games. He scored one in 63 games. Now, the weird way the world works. No. I picked this guy, right? I can tell you, it's not Jamie McAllister. No. Um, <laughs> Thanks. I, pick, I picked this guy, just completely coincidentally, because what I, I sometimes do for the Who Am I's is just type in a fixture that we've played the week before and put a random year behind it. Right? That's sometimes how I do mm-hmm. it. And I did that for Aberdeen. And there was a random game in 2002. I can't remember what the score was. And this guy played in it. And I was kind of like, I don't even know who this guy is. I'll pick him. The one goal he scored for Hearts against Aberdeen was against Motherwell in 2002 in the last time we came back from 2-0 down to score. To win, sorry. In the same week that we've just done it, I genuinely, I didn't pick him because of it, even though his name was all over Twitter, and I was like, oh god, yeah. Because the answer is Stephen Boyack. Who? 
So, he scored in the 4-2 win over Motherwell in September 2002. Was that when McFadden scored in... Yep. Who was it? Miller? McFadden? McFadden and... Who scored for Motherwell? Lehman. No idea. Um, None. But for us, Andy Kirk got a double, Mark DeVries and Stephen Boyack. No idea. Gary who, Wales I, came on. Gary Wales came on for Andy Kirk. But to explain the clues, I have no idea who that bloke is. I'll be honest. Neither do I. Neither do I. In in my career playing Scotland and England, obviously you asked about the clubs. You got that. I signed for Hearts in a January window. He was on loan from Dundee at Air. Oh Jesus! How am I spelling his name? Stephen. No. E V V E N. And then it's B O Y Y E A C K. Boyack, Stephen Boyack. Who the hell is Stephen Boyack? And then I left Hearts in the same window as two of Daniel's favourites. Him, the three. This think of this trio: Andy Kirk, Scott Severin, oh, and Stephen man. Boyack. <laughs> <laughs> what a trio they are! I loved Severin Kirk. Oh my god! I, I, I'll be, I'm really sorry if you're listening to this, Stephen. I didn't have much affection for you when I was seven. As a cost-cutting measure. Yeah. Nice. Okay. But yeah, how weird is that? I picked the guy that scored in the game that when we last beat a team from two goals down at Tynecastle without meaning to. Oh god! In October 2000, Boyack was loaned to Air United initially until the end of the season, but in January 2001, then Hearts manager Craig Levine put his faith in Boyack. And brought him to Tynecastle for fifty grand, and he scored one goal in sixty-three games. I don't know what type of midfielder he was. It just says midfielder. Oh my god! So I don't know if he was like a baby or a grand. Stats look pretty honking. Sorry, Stephen. It's there's no one that I don't remember you, mate. Yeah, it's nothing personal, Stephen. But thank you for nothing personal. But I've just got no idea who you are. So sorry, mate. (laughs) You've had no involvement in my life in any way. (laughs) But let us know if you. Got Stephen Boyack. I was about to call him Richard Boyack. I can't even mind the guy's name. Sorry, Richard. Sorry, Stephen. I just keep <laughs> Sorry, Why Richard. do you want to call him Richard? Who the hell is Stephen Boyack? Sorry, I don't mate. know. But we hope you know who Stephen Boyack is. And if Stephen Boyack, if you're listening, thank you for your 63 appearances and one goal against Motherwell. It's massively appreciated. But... Let us know if you did get him, and let us know if you did enjoy this episode. It's a longer one, multiple games, transfer pattern, it was always going to be. But if you did, please let us know on all the socials, Perth to Paisley. Perth to Paisley at gmail.com if you want to fire us over an email. If you've enjoyed listening to this, please leave a podcast review on your podcast platform of choice. If you've been watching Adam flounder and try and remember anybody's name, never mind Stephen Boyack, please leave a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Adam, where can they get you on all the socials? Uh, you can get me watching uh, Boyack the Best Bits at Adam T. Kendall or what about yourself, mate? It's a three-second compilation as he scores against Motherwell. I am at dmciver22. We'll be back at a later time next week to discuss all the fallout of the January transfer deadline day. Hopefully Lauren Shankland's still here. Hopefully we're talking about some lovely wins on two away games. But until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Ah!